Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Hurley Brown. Well, family, we are back and we are ready to get down with Hurley Brown. Hey, I'm coming to you live from Merritt Island, Florida, home of the Mighty Mustangs. Now I'm here with my main man, Kelvin Snasty Man Harris. Kelvin, how you doing today, man? Oh, I can't complain, Harry. What's going on with you, man? Man, there's a whole lot going on out here in Get Downtown, boss man. Hey, first of all, first things first. Okay, let's give a shout out to Ryan Shazier and um, yeah. give our prayers to Ryan. You know, he, he seemed like he was doing pretty good after Pittsburgh whooped up on Baltimore the other day. They showed him in the hospital. But prayers go out to you, Ryan. Man, you South Florida boy. And, and um, we know you tough. You hang in there, boss man. And we'll keep praying for you. Now, yeah, yeah. It... Go ahead, Kevin. No, I was going to say that the fact that they flew him back to Pittsburgh and you know, they were saying that the surgery they had for him was, uh, wasn't actually a bad thing. It's probably a good thing. The regeneration and the feeling, he should be, uh, he should be okay. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, it's, that was a scary, that was a scary thing to watch, you know, and it, it was touching to everybody that plays the game. And I tell you, man, I sat here and I watched it and it was, it was hard to watch. And, and it, we have to all understand football is a contact sport, but we don't wish that on nobody. And I think Mike Tomlin handled it better than anybody else could have uh, with the way that he addressed it. He's good at those things. He's good at those things. That that was a hotly contested game. Um, I still don't agree with the uh, the two um, targeting uh, calls, one on each side. You know, uh, the one with um, – Loka, I don't quite understand what they expect him to do. And look, let's just be honest. If I'm a linebacker and I get knocked out by a wide receiver, I really don't want him to get a penalty and, and, and a fine. I mean, come on. I mean, I almost take him out manhood. That was just <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And, and and again, back when we played, those were great hits. You know, those are hits that won the pot. You know what I'm saying? But, but you know, well, after what did. What did Schuster? Okay, I can see the taunting. I can stand over him, all right. But other than right. that, that was a that was a textbook hit. It, it was. I mean, that that's the type type of hits that I, you know, us defensive players. I mean, we dream of stuff like that. We can't wait to catch a guy running with his head, you know, w- with him not having the ability to see us to catch him from the well, blind side. The one with the local, uh, the Bengals safety was even more perplexing because okay. Antonio Brown caught the ball, and if he doesn't make an attempt to dislodge the ball, it's a touchdown. So what are you saying? Are you saying, well, if the guy's you know horizontal, you got to find a way to lead with your shoulder and not hit him anywhere near the face mask? That there, comes, there's up, a, comes up with the who, who, and I, and I tell you what, man, there there's an area that they call the strike zone. It's very similar to baseball. And as defensive players, especially as defensive coaches, we had to to learn that. And I and I actually got mine from Seattle, from Mike Barrow. I think Seattle does as good a job as anybody in the National Football League, anybody in the country, you know, 
for that yeah, matter. Mike teaching that, physics now? Is that, <laughs> no, man, he ain't teaching physics, man. Mike up there with the Seattle Seahawks, baby, and they doing no, what no, they no. do. No, but he's again, it's yeah, it's tough. It's tough, Kelvin. But you know, again, when you when you see something like Ryan Shazier, you see an incident like that take place, you kind of sit back and say, okay. All right, I, I kind of get it. I'm not saying that I get it 100%, but I do kind of get it because, again, you, you never wish that on anybody. You don't even wish that on your enemy. You all, we always respected each other, and we wanted to kill each other, you know, in so many words. But at the end of the day, we want to make sure that everybody walked off that field healthy. So, oh, I again, agree, but and, and the Bengals players were just as shook up as uh, the Steelers players. But Oh, no doubt, no doubt. It, it wasn't... It, 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 it was, it wasn't like it was, you know, it, it, it just was a, he, was, he just got the bad luck of the draw. I mean, yeah, it was a freak accident. Like, yeah, he makes a tackle yeah. like that, what, five, six hundred times? Oh, exactly. Yeah. All day long. And that was the argument I had with my cousin, Traverse Johnson, over there. You know, he played at UCL. So, you know, we were sitting there with that argument, having that argument. But, I mean, hey, it, 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 it's unfortunate that these things do happen. And again, now we're depending on the untrained eye. We're not looking at, you know, a video. You know, we're going off of the eye of the, these referees. And hey, they're human. They do make mistakes. And, and sometimes they'll come back and say, hey, look, we made a mistake. But, you know, what you know I think they're doing as, as good a job as anybody. We're trying to protect these players. I agree, but I'm going to say this. Already. I think Okay, when you sign your kid up for Pop Warner and, you know, you're looking to see what kind of um, coaching techniques that, 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 that the coach is going to have, I really believe it should be it should be a reverse thing where every parent needs to put pads on and go through the same thing, too, so they can understand, like, some of this stuff is just doesn't make any sense. Like, when you, you know, I've seen these, these hits where a guy is um, coming in with his shoulder and he's aiming like right in the middle of the numbers, and then the receiver might be 5'9", and he squinches down knowing the hit's coming. And then you'll hear them say when they do the find the eject guy, well, he's got to, you know, he's got to aim his target lower. Yeah, it, it's tough, man. It's tough. We can sit here and talk about this all day long, but yeah, yeah, you're right. we ain't going to do that. You know, again, we're going to give a shout-out to Ryan Shazier, send our pr- prayers out to Ryan, him and his family. And, man, hey, look, for all you guys that are still playing in the game, that you know, and there's there's a whole lot of injuries out there now. But again, guys, stay safe. We love to watch you, but we also want to make sure that you guys are safe and able to go home to your wife and kids and mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters, the whole nine yards. So please stay safe. But we got a great show for you today. There's a lot. That, there's a lot that has happened. Matter of fact, we didn't get a chance to talk about some of the things that we we need to talk about today. We didn't get a chance to talk last week about. University of Miami versus Clemson. And I try to tell y'all, and again, I'm a hurricane up to my heart, baby. I bleed orange and green, but I tried to tell y'all, but y'all don't want to listen to old, old Hurley Brown. You know what I'm saying? But that's cool. So I we're really gonna talk about that briefly. Car, Hurley. Nah, I man, I ain't selling my car. But anyway, hey, so we're gonna talk about that briefly. We're also gonna talk about FIU. FIU got a hey, FIU won more, they tied the 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 best record of wins with eight wins in the history of the school. 
So it was wow. a great start for Bush Davis and his staff. We're going to talk about that. Then we're also going to talk about the games that they just played. Hey, man, how about those Dolphins? Mm. The Dolphins beating New England last night. We're going to talk about that for a little bit. All right. So, hey, again, we got a great show for you. We're going to talk about this coaching carousel a little bit more. Coaches have been placed. The game of coaches, man. I tell you what, it's the, instead of the game of thrones, Kevin, you said it, the game of coaches. But some of our guys have been placed. The, the coaching carousel is actually coming to a close where coaches are, are, are in their spots where they're going to be. There's going to be another wave. There's going to be another um, carousel where the, the coaching circle goes around and around and again right after national sign. Well, early national early signing day, which is going to be December 20th. Now, what we're going to do for you right here on this show, we're going to have a couple of these guys come on this show next week and tell you what school Uh-oh. they're going to before they go. So, again, come back next week. And let's listen to some of these kids, man, that are choosing their schools. They're going to make some of those choices right here on the Get Down with Hurley Brown and my main man, Kelvin Harris. But first oh, order man, of business. Man, hey, man, listen, man. We, this Brevard County, Central Florida, baby, we go all over the state. But, again, we're going to try to stick with Brevard County, get some of these kids over here and, and get them to reveal their choice of school. And, again, a lot of kids may not even sign on the 20th. Again, it's the first year that this has ever been done, and we want to be a part of that, Kelvin. We want to be a part of bringing the news, breaking the news to our family, to our audience, and making sure that they get firsthand knowledge of what's going on. So, again, we got a great show coming up for you today, and we're going to talk about the Heisman. Baker Mayfield. As a matter of fact, we can start with Baker Mayfield before we go. Before we go into our first break. So, Kelvin, this past weekend, they crowned the most prestigious award in college football. And it went to none other than Baker Mayfield, quarterback from the University of Oklahoma. But again, if you go back a week now, if you go back and you listen to the show a week ago, I told you Baker Mayfield was going to win the Heisman. I think you said the same thing. I think we both agree. Yeah, I mean, that, was, that, one, that one was obvious. But I'll say this, Hurley. If you go by stats alone and in the season, he had a great season. But his season wasn't better than Lamar Jackson's. I mean, that kid rushed for fourteen hundred yards and like eighteen touchdowns, and he threw for like thirty eight hundred and threw for like twenty seven touchdowns. I mean, but the issue is Louisville. Louisville's not winning, and so Lamar didn't get a lot of the exposure that Oklahoma's getting. You know, Oklahoma's in the Final Four. Yeah, and I like they. Baker Mayfield's story is a great story. I mean, you're talking about a kid. I watched the uh, the feature on him. You know, he was only 5'10", 190, I think, when he was a senior. And basically, his offers were Washington State and Florida Atlantic. And he took a flyer to Texas Tech and won the job. And then this got to make Chris Cl- Cliff Kingsbury feel bad or look bad. He said that when he, he got hurt, when he came back, they never really um, – committed to him, and then eventually he decided to uh, transfer to Oklahoma, which was always his dream school. So that's a great story, and, you know, I like his passion. You know, I don't I don't mind him talking trash because that's what we did earlier. I mean, you know, but, man, Lamar Jackson is a freak. Yeah, he is. Lamar's 6'3", 210, 212 pounds, and, but I'm tell you, and like you said, he had an outstanding year, but the only problem is, Kelvin, if you're not, if you're not winning, your team isn't winning, 
it's hard for the people to see you. But they went eight and four early. I mean, it's not like they was like. Yeah, yeah, but they, come on, man. You know, what, what signature win did they get other than beating Florida State? You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, I mean, oh. he was, like, and, and, I, and I'm be honest with you. Once he leaves Louisville, I think uh, the clock starts ticking on Bob Petrino's time there. Because, you know, I just, I think that he's, he has, um, covered up a lot of deficiencies in that, that program. I mean... Well, he, he definitely makes it happen for him. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, Lamar Jackson yeah. is, you know, look, the, you know, the Louisville Cardinals. I mean, uh, make no mistake about that. But they, let's just hope. We, let's just hope. And, and I, I would hate to see Coach Petrino leave. But let's just hope. As a matter of fact, Coach Petrino was in Brevard County. He was in Orlando, actually, for the state championship football games. They offered um, Javion Hawkins. Actually, Javion Hawkins from Cocoa High School is committed to Louisville. So let's just hope they got somebody back, back coming back, just like Clemson well, has what, what, Bryant following up Deshaun Watson. He's a receiver. Hey, but we got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to finish this conversation talking about Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, and the Heisman. But then we're going to jump into FIU and them Hurricanes losing to Clemson. We got to talk about that. But anyway, we're, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back in a few minutes to get down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We're talking Western Ambush this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Taking a closer look at all the amazing big game hunting opportunities found in the Western states. Joining us is Jason Matzinger, host of Into High Country, Jill Gector from Cinch Jeans, Dean Capuano of Sawarski Optic Quest, and Freddie Hartice of Hollywood Hunter. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. is the get down with hurley brown to reach our show today call in to 1-888-346-9144 that's 1-888-346-9144 or send an email to the get down with hurley brown at gmail.com 
Now back to the show. Okay, family, we're back. We were talking about Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, you know, the Heisman. Okay, and again, uh, Kelvin, you're, you're absolutely right. Lamar had an amazing season, 25 touchdowns, threw for almost 3,500 yards. But, you know, eight and four, just don't quite get it when, when you... Yeah, you know, I know. I mean, and to be honest I mean? with you, if the, Heisman, if the Heisman was truly about the best player in the best season, Bradley Chubb should have won the Heisman. I mean, ten and a half sacks, twenty six tackles for losses. I mean, he was. Yeah, but you you know how that goes. I mean, hey, when was the last time a defensive player won the Heisman? Charles Woodson, wasn't it? Charles Woodson, yeah. That's a long time ago. Charles played seventeen years in the league, eighteen years, and and he's retired. You know. Yeah, I think in order for it to happen, you got to be a defensive line, a defensive end who gets puts up like twenty two sacks or something, or you got to be a linebacker that. Has like 200 tackles, like five picks, eight sacks. You, you got to put some extraordinary numbers up. And you, and you got to be in the final four. You got to be in contention for yeah, the national yeah. championship. Or yeah. you could be like Charles Woodson, defensive back, and get Ooh, 10, 12 yeah. interceptions and, you know, three or four, you know, you know yeah. pick sixes and then, you know, punt returner, kick returner. That's the only way a defensive guy is going to win the Heisman. He's got he's to gotta show some. Electricity. He's got to light up the stadium, take over a game, and that's what Charles well, did. Well, you know, it was interesting. Uh, Nika Fitzpatrick won the uh, Bettner Thorpe Award and the Thorpe Award, and I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I like him as a pro. He he made some. You know, he he was the the, the, the glue of their defense. But when you put his stats up against the kid, our kid from UM, Jaquan Johnson had 85 tackles, four picks. Couple former recoveries and a bunch. I mean, his and his his stats compared to Derwin James and Mika Fitzpatrick, who both will go in the first round. It wasn't even close. And for that Ben Eric Award, the fact that they gave it to Mika Fitzpatrick over Bradley Chubb, that's that's how we robbery. Bradley Chubb will be the first D lineman pick, probably a top five pick. Oh, no doubt. I mean, no doubt, no doubt. So, so my my question is this, then, Kelvin, how much, how much of these other awards? How much of a fact does them, the potential of them playing in the National Football League play into those guys winning those awards? Again, because Jaquan Johnson is not going to be a first, second round draft choice, but Mika no. Fitzpatrick will be. Mika Fitzpatrick yeah. could very easily go in the top seven, top eight picks. Yeah. I think so are, are they looking at NFL potential or are they looking at your body of work? For that particular year, I, or are they looking I, at the body of work over the past three, four years? I think it's a combination of all that. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick plays on a team that is, um, you know, one of the top four or five in the country in the perennial uh, championship contender. He plays for Nick Saban. Bottom line, he plays for Nick Saban. Bottom line, Nick Saban, and he was the best player on their defense. So, in the eyes of the media then he's got to be the best defensive back in the country. Now, if you really look at it, Josh Jackson from Iowa should have probably won that award off of the stats and what he did for Iowa, but they gave it to Mika. And when you just look at the stats, his stats didn't say Jim Thorpe award winner. When you compare well, when, his stats... When you look at the stats, and if you're going strictly off stats, 
Again, Josh, Josh definitely should should have won it, but I, I would give it to my guy and and Jaquan down there at Miami. Well, well, if you look at it, to be honest with you, Hurley, Jaquan Johnson. Um, not only you know, let's look at it. His team was was relevant, and he was the glue on that defense, and he made plays. He had that turnover chain more than anybody. He had four picks, two or three fall recoveries. So Jaquan Johnson made big plays when big plays needed to be made. Exactly. And I'm not saying that Mika Fitzpatrick didn't, but he didn't make as many. Exactly. His stats, exactly. His stats and so, Derwin James' stats were similar. And, you know, Derwin James made first team all ACC, which obviously that was a uh, career achievement award. Because the Derwin James that I saw this year, I mean – he wasn't horrible, but he wasn't the Derrick James of last year before he got hurt or two years ago. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. And so, again, it, that, that might be a situation with Derrick. And I, I would not believe that Derwin was trying to, you know, stay healthy. I think Derwin's that type of player. He's going to go out and play and put put his no. body on the line week in, week out. But, Kevin, what I think no, that man. had more, more – that I think what attributed it to that more than anything was the fact that they moved him around so much. Not only that, I think he wasn't fully recovered from the injury of last year. And you know, Probably not. This, they had to move him around because he was covering up deficiencies. I think when that kid gets to the next level, because you know, a lot of the fans in our fan fan base, they feel like he's overrated. I'm gonna say this: I don't think he's overrated. I think once you put him in the right position and just let him play that position, he's gonna be. A um, he's gonna be a difference maker, but man, they had him playing what four five positions on defense. Oh yeah, mm. oh no doubt. At one time, I thought he was a defensive end when I first saw him two years ago, because they had him coming yeah, off the man. edge. I'm like, wow, I wait a minute, who is this kid? I saw, I saw him Peter roll a deep, uh, offensive tackle on a rush this year. I mean, he just disragged him. I mean, he got he got some ability, and you know, if you compare him to Feast Patrick. I probably, depending on the defense, I probably would take, if it's a cover, if you need a cover safety, I would say Fitzpatrick. If you need a, a ball hawk, roam the field safety, I would say Derwin James because, you know, he plays a little closer to the line of scrimmage. And I think Fitzpatrick is better deeper. But, you know, they both had decent seasons, but Jaquan Johnson had a great season. Jaquan Johnson had an amazing season. As a matter of fact, Jaquan, you ain't got to worry about the Thorpe Award. We're going to give you the Get Down Award for, to the best defensive back in the country. The Get Down Award goes to Jaquan Johnson. All right, cool. Hey, now listen. So, again, let's stay with South Florida. Let's stay down in South Florida for a second there, Kelvin. And I have to give a shout-out. And we have to talk about, you know, Butch Davis's first season as the head coach at FIU. Eight wins, four losses. Again, you know, at one point they were battling to win the championship. And if they don't lose to Old Dominion, they go in the go in the Boca Raton to play F Florida Atlantic for the the championship. Mm. You know what I mean? But again, Old Dominion did a great job. And um, came down. That's why you lost that game. But but you said something was interesting. You said it ties or it breaks the record for the most wins in school history. Yes, as as a football team. I mean that's eight impressive. wins. I mean, FIU has never won more than eight wins in a season. 
in the history of the school. This this is the first year he's in there, and he ain't playing. You know, he he got eight wins with 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 somebody else's uh, leftovers, and he's got to make you know sandwiches out of them leftovers. And hey, man, he made gourmet burgers. So and and and, and, and here's the deal, and, and this is what this is an old saying that Jimmy Johnson used to say. And again, I'm I do the the radio. For, for those of you who don't know, I do the color commentary for FIU, so I follow them, and, and I watch, I'll call every game. And I, I had a chance, I had the luxury to, to be on the inside. And as, as a matter of fact, Alex Rodriguez donated money to the football program so that they can build a, hey, a right, cafeteria. Hey, oh, yeah, he hey, donated, right, donated yeah. money. Yes, sir. Alex Rodriguez, the A Rod, I mean, our I, man, donated I money. Why, I don't understand why this guy isn't more like because, you know, if you look at what he did for UN's baseball program, what he did for the football program, and now you're saying, you know, him reaching out to uh, FIU, I mean, you know, we need more guys like that that's giving back. Oh, no doubt. And, and I don't know who, who dislikes him, and I really don't care, to be honest with you, Kevin. I've been an A Rod fan since he was in high school. I never oh, forget no, the first I, time I met A Rod. So all that other stuff that people get, man, hey, listen, man, hey, y'all, you do what you do. I'm not telling, I'm not trying to sway your decision on A Rod or whatever, but I will tell you this. There's not many people that can say that they are willing to to love people and give back to people the way that A Rod does. So for all those people out there that hate and doing all that, hey man, do what you do. Just like Cat Williams yeah, said. I mean, hey, feel free to hate on me. You know what I mean? But I tell you, and, and he donated money to Butch Davis and his program, and they're building a facility on the inside of the stadium. And it, it a cafeteria, actually. It's like a like a lounge. For the kids. Man, yeah. Kevin, I'm talking about the big screen TV, the video games, the pool tables, wow. the pinball table. I mean, um, ping pong table. Dude, and, and here's the deal. And this is what I was trying to get at. Butch Davis's first class, they had a few kids that actually played, but he redshirted majority of his first class because he wants oh, to develop guys. They, oh, they yeah. Yes. And again, what, what Jimmy Johnson said back in the day now, I'm going to beat you with my kids, and then I'll take your kids and beat your kids or beat my kids with your kids. And that's <laughs> what Butch is doing. Butch is saying, hey, look, I'm going to take somebody else's kids and I'm going to beat you. And then when I get my kids, I'm going to beat you. And then, as a matter of fact, after I get done doing that, I'm going to take your kids and beat you again. So, to me, that's that's the beauty of an experienced coach. Everybody keeps talking about age and all that other crap. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. You give me a 65-year-old man with that kind of experience and the ability to evaluate any day. I'm not asking him to run a 40. I'm asking him no. to teach my kids. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Hurley. Like, you're seeing an influx. Tell, hold that thought, Kevin. Hey, I know you got a great thought coming, but we got to take a break. Family, don't okay. go nowhere because Kelvin Harris is going to hit you with his thought. The get-down thought of the day when we come back. So we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Okay, Kevin. So when we left, we were talking about a 65-year-old Bush Davis going to FIU and winning eight games, one of the best records in the history of the school. And hey, and they have, they have potential to win a ninth game versus Temple in the Gasparilla Bowl December 21st. So Where's it will break be? the record. Where's that going to be played? That's um, December 21st over in St. Petersburg, the Gasparilla Bowl. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Hard to, yes. hard to keep up with these bowls. 40 bowls, hard to keep up with them. Well, no, what, what I was going to say is, is that, you know, I know you're a member of the profession. You know, even though you didn't coach this year, you're still in the profession. There's just not a lot of great coaches. There's not a lot of good coaches out there. I mean, and what's happened is, and I can say that, you know, when I was living in Houston, living in Texas, I saw this fruition come to fruition. The, 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 implementation of these spread offenses who are that are fundamentally unsound you know where the the coaching has it's gotten away from coaching it's not about the jimmies and the joes and teaching them fundamentals it's about trying to run 150 plays a game because i don't have any jimmies and joes so i'm just going to try and out uh out condition the joes but the reality is and you know I'm not going to make any secret about this. I'm rooting for Georgia against Oklahoma because this foolishness got to stop. I watched Oklahoma play four or five times this year. I have yet to see anybody jam one of their receivers. I can't believe that the entire Big 12, all those athletes in Texas, and you mean to tell me nobody can cover? And so everyone thinks that 
you know, Oklahoma's going to put up 50 points against Georgia or Clemson or Alabama, they're going to get shut down because the reality is, and I've said this to you before, they don't change the rules for defensive players because on an even playing field, a great defensive player can shut down a great offensive player. And, I mean, as an offensive lineman, I can say that and be honest because, you know, when you look at Reggie White, I'm going to use him as an example. Reggie White was 6'5", 320 pounds, and he ran a 4'6", 40. There was not a offensive tackle in the game that could handle him. Okay, maybe Big E before he got hurt. But other than that, he would go down the line, and no one could stop him. So you have to change the rules so that the offense can even score. So, you know, you know and then you see this good old boy stuff going on. Um, and, and there's a situation going on at a, at a smaller, you know, FBS school where – they had a coach who was supposed to be a, a offensive genius, but he takes a job somewhere else. And so instead of him, you know, instead of the school making the staff that's still there, making the defensive coordinator who was left the the the, the, um, the interim head coach, they bring in a guy who coached high school ball and made him the interim coach. He had just been on the staff for like maybe six months because supposedly he was an offensive guru in high school in 3A in Texas. Stop that. I mean, well, you know, here's the deal, though, Kevin, and, and, I, and I agree with you, you know, and, and so many. I agree with some of what you're saying, okay, but I disagree in the fact that there are still some, some really good coaches out there, and to be honest with you, there are some. There, there's some. Most there's of, some really good most coaches. Of them are around Butch Davis's age, though. It's, it's and, like, and see that—that's the issue. And see, here's here's what we think happened. All right, I'm a high school coach myself, and I think that I am just as good a coach as you know there is. I'm not as good as Butch Davis. I will tell you that. I'm not as good as Dennis Erickson. Okay, you've been but, taught fundamentally. You've been taught the fundamentals of coaching, and you can pass that on. And you know, this, you know. Even though you should have been coaching DBs at UM, the fact that you had to learn the linebacker and learn the running back position, you learned the fundamentals of those two positions as well. So now that can only help you going forward because you are fundamentally sound. But there are a lot of unfundamentally sound coaches out there. Yeah, and, and again, there's two different types of coaches, all right? There's coaches that, that scheme that rely on and, – and some of those coaches are guys that run, you know, like you say, 85, 90 plays. You know, the defensive call sheet is, you know, instead of having one sheet like a Bud Foster, um, they got two, sometimes three different sheets of, of defensive calls that they will make during a game. Okay, those are guys that, that you know, rely on their schemes. Then there are technicians – guys that rely on being fundamentally sound and could play against anything. You know, so, again, we've always looked at it as, 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 you know, again, two different types of coaches. And unfortunately, right now, what you're seeing, Kevin, you're seeing more guys that are relying on the scheme than allowing, than teaching their kids. And again, I think Bud Foss is one of the best in the business. And I'll, I'll put Bud Foster's um, ability and, you know, his coaching ability against anybody in the country. I, I think that. Bud Foster. I think oh, both of those guys. No doubt. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, and I'll tell you what. Jeremy Pruitt. 
you know, and it goes against everything that we were just talking about. Jeremy Pruitt came straight out of high school to the University of Alabama. And now he's the head coach at the University of Tennessee, which, again, congratulations. Wait wait a minute. I will say this, though. I'll say this about where Jeremy Pruitt came from. He came from Hoover, Alabama. Now, the coach that was um, the head coach at Hoover had some personal issues that had him, um, you know, resign. But they were a fundamentally sound ball club. And the reason why I can say that is we got to see it on TV. You got to see them in practice. You got to see it. So, you know, he was taught fundamentally the right way. And then being under Nick Saban these past few years. Oh, wow. And then also, wait a minute, remember he was at FSU. So he has a fundamentally sound background. And look look what he did. He went out and got the outside linebackers coach from Georgia to be his defensive coordinator, who was what? Taught under uh, uh, Kirby Smart, who was taught. Like, so there's a fundamentally sound tree there. But if you look at some of this other stuff, and, and, and I say this early, what you said about schemes and teaching, I, I hold all coaching staffs to the standard of what we went through in college. We were – blessed to be with, I think, arguably the greatest college coaching staff ever with Jimmy Johnson. I mean, if you look at it, all three position coaches end up being head coaches in the NFL. Um, all won Super Bowl rings. And think about this. Coach Wanstead, when he was our coordinator, he he was a great teacher at the linebacker position, but he was a schemer as well. Him and Jimmy and Butch, they put the schemes together. So why can't you have both? <laughs> I mean, that's what you, you can. What and again, here, here it is. And I'll tell you what. Um, Mark D'Onofrio. And, and I honestly do believe Mark D'Onofrio. I know, honestly, but Mark D'Onofrio is probably one of the smartest guys I've ever been around. OK, but Mark is one of those guys. Mark has been able to take his scheme mm-hmm. and his ability to teach. Remember, Mark D'Onofrio was drafted in the second round. As a linebacker. I know. The last game yeah, from Penn State. Us. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he lit us up. And if Mark D'Onofrio doesn't get injured in the National Football League. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down, Hurley. No, hey, no, hey. I know he was going to get sure like Kevin, but Mark had a pretty good game against us. No, no, he did not. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> oh, I stuck a nerve there. But anyway, hey, we ain't worried about back in 1991. What I'm talking about is. I had the ability to, to be with Mark for, for two years as a linebacker coach. And what I learned from Mark, man, I, I'll tell you what, again, I'll put my coaching ability up against anybody's because here's a guy, again, he's, 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 he's Mark used to sit there and, hey, look, pull up you know, this play from um, 2009, number 76. I'm like, wait, hold on, bro. It was 2015. What did you, how can you remember that? You know? Talking about two different types of coaches, you know, Mark was a technician. He was fundamentally sound. That's what he learned at Penn State and Rutgers. He spent some time with Greg Schiano. Yeah. But he also was able to, to coordinate his scheme around the guys that were fundamentally sound. Or, should I, I take that back, he was able to teach the technique according to his scheme. And, I, and, and again, I think he's one of the best in the business. Now, Randy Shannon is a technician. Randy yeah. Shannon has been forced to learn scheme 
But Randy is a full technician. Hey, look, we're going to line up in a 4-3 front. Every now and then we'll get to an odd front. But we're going to line up in an even front, and we're going to adjust to whatever you do. And my guys are going to be able to play. And I'm not well, going to make adjustments know, on the sideline until halftime. It's funny you say that because our, me and Sever talked about this many times. He said, like, his, uh, I believe it's junior, his uh, red shirt sophomore year, um, Randy ended up being their uh, D-line coach when, um, actually his redshirt freshman year when Coach Ogeron um, got That's some issues. Yeah, uh, had to take a leave. And he said, you know, they was watching film one day, and Randy comes in and says, you know, he's all excited. They watch the film. He says, oh, it's going to be this, this, and this. And so, you know, so I say, we're looking at Randy. How do you know? And he's like, look, look, look at how his feet are. All right, check out that stance. You know, Randy, you know, brought a whole other thing of, of technique and, and, and into it. You know, back then, those guys that we came up with, Benny, you know, you and with Benny in the secondary and guys like that, they were able to just pick up little nuances of, oh, his, his stance is different. It's going to be this route. Or he lined up outside the numbers, so it's got to be this, you know, that I don't think is being taught, you know, those those instinctful things, you know, those nuances, you know, oh, wait a minute, I can see the white of his nose. But, but if you remember, Kelvin, if you go back, if you remember to everything that we did, and this is what makes, to me, th- th- this is when coaches and athletes, and we saw it last night briefly, Great coaches look for weaknesses. They find yes. an edge. That's what and great coaches do. Because I've, I've been around it. coaches, and they exploit it. And last night, that's what um, New England was trying to do, but they kept going after Xavier Howard, and that was the wrong thing to do. And they felt because Xavier Howard only had one interception and he hadn't played a whole lot, but he's a second-round draft choice. And Xavier Howard for the Miami Dolphins, he proved last night why he was a second-round draft choice. Now, we got to take another break. Yeah, it's ironic you say that they tried to take advantage of uh, him. The Dolphins took advantage of uh, Elandon Roberts. Exactly, exactly. But we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to finish our, our last segment talking about the University of Miami oh. and those NFL games last, you know, this past weekend. But we got to hit those before we get out of here today. Because I know y'all want it. If you didn't get a chance to watch all those games, and I know you didn't because a lot of them didn't come up on your television. But anyway, we're going to bring you the scores and highlights of those games when we come back with the Get Down with Hurley Brown. We'll take it back. We'll be back and we'll take a break. We'll be back in a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Okay, before we go off on a tangent on something else, I told y'all a long time ago, that Miami go. was not going to beat Clemson in the ACC championship game. I told you that. Y'all hard-headed. You don't want to listen to me. You and Ryan McNeil went and got on your podcast, and y'all tried to find reasons as to why the University of Miami was going to beat them. And again, I love the University of Miami just as much as anybody. But I'm a realist. I know and understand that we are maybe two years away from winning or beating a team like Clemson. Actually, Hurley, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. You know what we are, Hurley? We are a quarterback away from beating Clemson. And I'm going to say this. And I said this on our podcast. I said, whichever team's quarterback shows up is going to win. Well, Kelly Bryant played the game of his life, and our quarterback didn't play very well. Um, if you go back to that game, even though we were blown out, it boils down to about four or five plays at the beginning of the game. Um, you being a defensive back knows that if a team shows you they can get deep on you, it changes your, your mindset and the way you call your defenses. Mark Rick had a great play called on the second play of our first possession. We called the rollout throwback. Not only was Jeff Thomas open, but the guy running down the right sideline was open. It's like he had a pick of who he could throw the ball to because the safety was completely out of position, and he misses the throw, underthrows it, and then the, you know the receiver has to come back. They knock it down. Turns out when you look at the you know the replay, it was pass interference, so we got jobbed on that twice. And then from that point on, we missed a couple. Of, we missed a field goal. Uh, we didn't take advantage of a. Um, of a muff punt, and Clemson, to their credit, converted every key third down, and they made the plays when they had to make the plays. And you know, we, we yeah, isn't that football? I mean, here you are trying to justify to me why we lost the game. Bottom line, no, we lost I mean, the game. I, no, nah, Clemson, hold on, hold on, because no. you, you said we're a quarterback away. We can't put Malik Rogier on waivers and go get another quarterback. 
We're playing well, with what we got. And, well, and, 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 and I, when I say we're, we're maybe two years away, so now Malik Rozier is going to be a senior next year. All right? Yep. And Kosey Perry is going to be a redshirt freshman. Yes. That's going to be a quarterback battle. That competition is going to be as good as there is. All right? Well, I'm going to say So now, and if Nkosi wins that battle, okay, a true freshman will not win the ACC. So it goes back to what I said, because I take all of that into consideration. Again, you're talking to the get-down here now. So... Well, let's let, let, look at that, Harry. First of all, it's going to be a three-quarterback race because um, you've got a kid that's going to be signing next Wednesday out of Atlanta, Jaron Williams, who is a similar player to um, Nikosi Perry. He's enrolling early, so he'll throw his hat in the ring. I don't expect him to win it. But contrary to your point, Mark has seen this coming. He's done two things in this recruiting class. You know, he got the extra quarterback, but he's also gotten – on a commitment from the top fullback in the country. So that tells me that the offense is going to change a little bit and some of the pressure is going to be taken off the quarterback. But I expect, now, mind you, I'm saying we're a quarterback away. I'm not saying that quarterback can't be Malik Rozier because, look, you, you recruited the kid. And, you know, I've watched the kid over the course of this year, and I have enough confidence in the kid as an individual, as a person, that he's going to take this personal, and I expect him to get better in the off season and put up a fight. And even even if he doesn't, you know, solidify himself as a starter in the spring, I think the competition will go all the way to the fall. We're gonna find out what he's made of. And I think competition does, breeds success. Now we can't spend the rest of the whole the whole segment on yeah. this, but I just want you to admit, was I right or was I wrong when when I picked Clemson? I, I you and you have to say it. Don't worry about it, because it, 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 they got a ring. That's all I need to say. I told you. Well, they're going to win another argue. ring this year. They're yeah, going to win another ring this year. Yeah, yeah. They and I picked Clemson to win it all. All right, but anyway. Yeah, I, I did so, too. let's jump into the NFL, which we hadn't talked about Ooh. a lot. All right. So now, Falcons beat the Saints. Kansas City beat the Raiders. Oh my, my boy! I'm telling you, boy, the Raiders—they just kill him. I don't know what I'm gonna do with man, the Raiders. The Raiders are going into the tank, man. It's- yeah, but I tell you what, man, I, I, I still love Raider Nation, baby. Raider Nation. Those are my dudes out there. Buffalo beat Indianapolis. Carolina, Cam Newton. Cam Newton, man, Cam Newton had 11 rushes for 70 yards. And that long, that one long run he had, Cam shook, yeah. shook the, the dude at the – oh, man, I'm telling you, man, Cam looked good this past weekend. And he's having fun doing it. Green Bay beat yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, he came with that great uh, post-game outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is that? Is that a shrine hat? Well, oh, wow. he said it was an ode to uh, Andre 3000. He saw him with a hat like that, and he said he wow. wanted something like that. So, but yeah, well, the, he can the, add the, that. The people, the people I'm worried about are the Philly fans. I mean, there needs to be a check on suicide. Yeah, we didn't even get to them yet. Let's finish our list, man. We got to go. We got to go by protocol. Okay. Green Bay beat Cleveland. Uh, come on, Duke Johnson. Hey, you and come on, hey man. I know they're using you a little bit more this year, but Duke, y'all got to take. Y'all got to do something over there. You and David and Joku, man, take over, man. Help Kaiser out. Show Kaiser yeah, what it's they, like to be a Miami Hurricane, baby. Yeah, but Detroit. Randy, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Hurley, uh, Randy Duke Johnson don't play no snaps on defense, and neither does Joku. Yeah, exactly. Neither do the other 11 guys that are actually playing defense. Okay, oh, so wow. Chicago beat Cincy, but Detroit beat the Bucks, and Jameis Winston's over there fighting with Dirk Cutter. I mean, come on, Jameis. 
You ain't, no, you ain't smart enough to be fighting with this man on the sideline like that. Come on now. You ain't Tom Brady yet, boss. Dirk Cutter's going to lose his job this year, and he rightfully should, because they should have never fired uh, Lovey Smith. Yeah, well, it is what it is. And how about yeah. them Dallas Cowboys? Dallas Cowboys beat the New York football giants. They played wow. Melvin Pombay. That doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you what, it, it's so unfortunate to see the, the, the giants going through the turmoil that they're going through. It is so sad. But, again, Coach McAdoo's out. They're going to bring somebody else in. And, Kelvin, I wouldn't be surprised if they – They get it. They're getting it how they live. Them and the Bucks are getting it how they live. Think about what the him and the Bucks did. They pushed out two veteran coaches because they said the offensive mind, we need him to develop the quarterback. Wow. Eli Manning, how, what I tell you. Yeah. Ooh, but, again, San Francisco beat Houston. All right. And, boy, that, that, that was a – that was an eye opener there. San Fran beating Houston. Wow. Denver beats the Jets. They Denver blew out the Jets. Come on, and the Jets at one time were, you know, talking about winning the doggone conference. Well, you know they lost uh, late uh, McCown. He's out for the rest of the year with a fractured right. head. Yeah, I saw that. But okay, so now Philly loses Carson. Carson Wentz, but yeah. man, hey, Foles came in and did his job. Now well, Foles didn't I, look good. Think, didn't look bad. I think. I think they can still win home field advantage, but I just I can't see them going to the Super Bowl. Although I will say this, man, that NFC is up for grabs. It ain't no dominant team. I mean, you got Minnesota playing with a backup quarterback. Okay. I mean, we got thirty seconds. Right now, let's just let's, let's knock this out so we can get out of here. Arizona beat Tennessee. All right, come on, Marcus Mario, the way yet, buddy. San Diego, Denzel Perryman and his boys. They beat Washington. Ooh, that was that was a tough one. Jacksonville yeah, beat be- Seattle. That was, to me, Jacksonville looked like they played the best football they played all season long. Pittsburgh even, beat Baltimore. Brian yeah. Chase was in the hospital watching the game. Looked like he was in great spirits. Pittsburgh won one for the giver. Way to go, Pitt. The Dolphins beat the New England Patriots. Man, I tell you what. But here's a tell-all now. The Dolphins, and, and again, you had Kenyon Drake and mm-hmm. Xavier Howard. Those are my two get-down players of the week for the National Football League. But, family, that's our time. We got to get out of here. We'll see you next week on the same age, same get-down channel, same get-down time. Me and my main man, Kelvin Snasty Harris. Stay tuned for Rail and Sports Next. Don't go nowhere. He's got a great show for you. But that's my time. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for tuning into the Get Down with Hurley Brown. The coach wants you to join us again next week, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll have another great show ready to roll next week.